It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, what's happening, everyone? As we are getting ready for tonight's game against Philadelphia, the San Jose Sharks, coming off of two bad losses. No denying that reality, but each passing game represents a new opportunity for the San Jose Sharks to get things pointed in the correct direction. And yesterday, Monday, Mike Greer uh, spoke to the players, uh, essentially saying that what he saw from them was not acceptable and that he would not stand for some of the way of play that was happening. And I think that's the, you know, just the collapses that are allowing them to give up so many goals. I mean, it's one thing to get beat up, but it's another to, you know, get yourself back into a game, make it 4-1, and then give up a fifth and a sixth goal 15 seconds apart shortly thereafter. I think that's the type of stuff that he's talking about. And yeah, I, I totally understand. If I was Mike Greer, I'd be upset too. And I think this Sharks team uh, should be better. I think they should be playing at a higher level than what we're seeing right now. And I, I don't think that's specifically on David Quinn. I'm not here to absolve David Quinn um, of the issues with the Sharks right now because that's not what my job is. And he's involved with this. But I do look at the team and the lack of just pushback. And I talked about that on Morning Tide the other day, and there's got to be more of it. There's got to be more from everybody out there on the ice. And I think that if they do have a little bit more of that pushback, if they do have a little bit more of that overall compete level, then you are going to see the Sharks put forth a better performance. And that's just got to be just, that's that's where it starts. You've got to start with somewhere. They can't say that we're going to be the best team in the NHL right now. They can't say that we're going to go out there and get our first wins tonight, even though obviously that is the goal. But it's got to be a higher compete level. It's got to be a better performance overall from the San Jose Sharks to give themselves more of that opportunity, to give themselves that ability to stay in games. Because we saw it. You know, they were there with Boston. They were there with Colorado. They played what I thought was mostly a really good game in game one against Vegas. This team has the ability. This team has good players on the squad. And right now they're not playing well enough. You need to have a lot of players have that regression to the mean of what we expect from them because uh, this team has more in them than what we've seen over the past couple of days. And again, I don't, I don't think this is a lack of desire or a lack of effort. I think it's a lack of pushback. I think it's shoulders slumping. I think it's a need to ignore the score and just keep on fighting to get your way back into the game. I know this is all easy from my point of view, but I do think this Sharks team has more to them than what we've seen specifically in the last two games. Uh, but to talk more about everything we've seen with the Sharks as of late, we are going to bring in Shang Peng of San Jose Hockey Now and NBC Sports California. Shang, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Doing better than the Sharks. I guess, you know, just the... Immediate question, Shang, is where do the Sharks go from here now? Uh, following these these back-to-back brutal blowout losses, historic. You know, giving up double-digit goals in consecutive games. They're the first team that's done that in almost 60 years. Yeah. Uh, I, only, I guess the only way you can go is up. <laughs> I guess that that's the good right. news. And so just try to compete, keep games closer, and then hopefully win a game uh, sooner than later. 
how do they do that? I guess like what's priority number one? I mean, be, beyond not giving up ten goals. <laughs> well, uh, Mike uh, Greer had a uh, available yesterday, and I think he he actually laid it off uh, pretty well. He mentioned compete and fight, and obviously you need that, you need that effort. But he also mentioned a uh, structure, and that's one thing that's key that uh, has sort of. Uh, laps with the Sharks, especially when they get down and uh, in the in the score. We saw it uh, in the Pittsburgh game where in the first period, uh, they played pretty well, even though they're down 2-0. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we are, that you're down 2-0. Uh, and uh, you're kind of like, hey, the, the team played pretty well there, though. They, they weren't, uh, they, 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 weren't uh, uh, they, they weren't destroyed. <laughs> they weren't annihilated. Great job, guys. Um, but um, they they worked they were uh, competitive in that period, but then things started falling apart. They started making mistakes, and all of a sudden it's four to zero, and then things fall apart from there. And uh, Mike Rear talked about players making crazy reads, and um, and he was right. Uh, I, I mean, a player that that I love, uh, Nico Sturm, uh, and I and I and I noted it in in a story that I wrote. Started making these kind of passes that I'd never like, not very good passes, uh, diagonal across the neutral zone passes, backhand passes are easily picked up, passes that I would never associate with with a professional and a Stanley Cup winner like like a Nico Sturm. And uh, not to single out Nico, but that's the kind of stuff that was happening, though, that uh, a, a total pro like like Nico, um, just everybody just 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 was going off off script. And um, what the Sharks need to do uh, before they even win a game uh compete fight and stay within the structure if you get down to the zero i know it's a hard challenge but you got to try your best to play like it's zero zero all the time and so if you play with that attitude if you can do that for 60 minutes then there's no way a team should beat you 10 to 1 10 to 2. i i think that one of the things that i try to wrap my head around is like okay the the schedule to start the season especially in october was particularly brutal not an excuse but i try to make you know juxtapositions of talent levels on teams you know last two stanley cup winners a team that won the two before those two you know things like that you know boston in there you know had the best regular season ever or a year ago and then you combine that with some of the statistic underperformances from the number of players that the sharks are watching not play up to where they were maybe expected to be which is more the reality is that caused by the level of talent that they're going up against or is it you know are they looking this poor because these guys are underperforming to the extent that they have been I mean that's that's what I'm trying to figure out is like how much of a regression to these players individual means is to be expected because I just feel like my perspective Shang is so skewed by the results well I, I would generally just ask, are you the NHL or not? <laughs> right. And if you're the NHL, uh, you shouldn't consistently be be beat and give and giving up ten goals. And it's not just those two games. The Tampa Bay game was unwatchable. Even the first Carolina game that the Sharks happened is to stay close in and have a lead after two periods there. That they were only in it because of Mackenzie Blackwood. They should have been uh they should have lost that game ten to three. Uh, so there's four games out of these eleven that 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 the Sharks really had not uh, you know not 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 a chance, and that's just not. I mean, again, uh, is this team in the NHL? Can they? Should they compete at that level? Of course they should. And if they can't, uh, if the roster isn't good enough, then that is a that's a failure more on probably on my career and his roster construction. And if it's more that 
this team is just underperforming right now, but it has at least the wherewithal to get to competitive and hard to play against, like Mike thinks. Mm -hmm. And if they don't do that, then that becomes maybe more on on David Quinn. Um, but uh, regardless, in terms of just regression to to the mean, like you asked, I mean, you look at the roster. There's a lot of guys with good track records on this roster, and uh, you would think uh, that at some point, uh, guys like Mike Hoffman. Randlin, Duclair, who did score and was one of the few sharks with a pulse against the Penguins, uh, mm -hmm. um, that uh, that they would they would start to pick up uh, their production. Um, Thomas Hurdle, who's off to a slow start, at least in terms of production this year, um, you would think that that starts to happen, even if you're missing some 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 players and it's a hard schedule, tough uh, tough opponents. But yeah, again, yeah, I guess I'm going to go back to one thing: like it doesn't matter who you're playing, uh, yeah. uh, you can't break the structure. You you know you have to have that attitude of of uh, of uh, every shift at zero to zero, even if you're down three to zero, and I know that's hard to do. It's easy for me to say sitting in the press box, um, hard to do on the ice when you're losing and you want to make a difference and you want to be the guy that uh, leads the team out of this horrendous losing slump. And so I, I get I get that it's not easy to do that, but um, you have that attitude against. I don't care who you're playing against, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Colorado Avalanche, the Vegas Golden Knights. You had an attitude and you have NHL-level talent. Uh, you're going to stay in games. What did you think of Mike Greer um, and the fact that he talked about talking to the players and then speaking with the media after, after practice on Monday? I mean, what was your reaction to that scene? And that was good. Uh, that that was uh, the the right thing for him to do. The timing was good too. Uh, he re he stood in or replaced what would normally be a, a post practice availability with with Quinn and the players. And not that the that that David or the players were ducking us, but uh, I think that it doesn't hurt for 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 both uh, the players and the coach to get a day off from. And they already had Sunday off too, so to get two days off from uh, the media uh, poking at their failure so and i think that that timing was intentional mike was a uh, player that was uh very well known for uh, standing up for for his teammates and being a, a a great teammate so mike was being a good teammate there with the timing of it um and regardless too it was time for for mike to talk because um zero ten and one is a uh, pretty uh, uh exceptional and so it was time for him to talk and i thought that uh i thought that mike mike came off uh, great uh but of course um, and as mike kind of said himself like he can have great practices it's got to show up on the ice so uh, Mike talked a, a good game and supported his his players his coach uh, but it's got to show up on the ice so what what happens then though if they get another I mean I don't I, I said this the other night I don't think another 10 goal game is coming what happens if they do get beat tonight 5-1 6-1 something like that like what what's the next move there because I I am not a believer that the, your move here in game number or after, you know, the first 12 games of the year would be to go after the head coach. But, I mean, does a player get waived? Like, what's the card that Mike Greer would then play to try and show everybody, like, hey, you need to have that, you know, come to Jesus moment? Well, I think uh, it sounds like uh, there's going to be a week or two given here. So, um 
Mike and uh, David today talked about uh, uh, Quinn uh, said specifically, you know, we're going to see what these players have over the next uh, week. And maybe he said 10 days. I'm not sure why uh, he was so specific with a number of days, but let's just say essentially the next week or two. And um, so we'll see what these guys have. So maybe the first step is the players, but then if it keeps going, it is, it is going to, to get to his, his door uh, undoubtedly. Um, but yeah, in terms of just the, uh, uh, you know what's going to happen tonight um yeah you really never know right because um after losing 10-1 to vancouver it was hard to believe that another team would put a 10 spot up on the sharks on the very in the very next game <laughs> yeah i mean that was it was shocking i talked about that on morning tide i said there's just you don't ever expect that to happen once and then when it happens twice it starts yeah. to shake what your perceptions are of what the team is going to be and that's why i said i you know vancouver where they are in terms of how hot they were coming into that game, polar opposites of where the Sharks have been. So I could wrap my head a little bit around that one. But then having Pittsburgh, a team that, I mean, listen, the Pens are fine, but I don't expect them to be great this year by any means. The fact that they did it again, I mean, that really kind of rattles what you think about what is going to to be happening with this team. And I, you know, that's, and I'm not obviously the only one who noticed that. I mean, the hockey world has been paying attention. Everybody's been been wondering and you know we talk about the absence of logan gutcher i mean listen i don't think he is the one player who's going to change everything but i do wonder how much his mentality would change how the sharks reaction reacting to these moments um and, and you know because i also i juxtapose that with david quinn talking about guys playing like they're not trusting each other out there and what's funny is that from a former nhl player who i know isn't watching david quinn's post-game pressers he said the same thing. He said the guys aren't trusting themselves out there on the ice. I mean, can sure. can Logan Couture, could he be a settling force whenever he does return? I know that's it's very wide-ranging, but, Shang, these are the things that are all rattling through my head right now. Well, if you can clone Logan 17 times uh, to make up, <laughs> then, yeah, then, then yes, Logan Couture can save this, this, this roster. But in terms of that trust, right, like, yeah, you add Logan, who is one player that almost always does exactly what he's supposed to do. Uh, but like I said, uh, we I started seeing players that don't break structure usually, like Stern breaking it, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's sort of the cumulative effect of this losing streak. So who's to say that it doesn't uh, wouldn't affect a Couture if he was playing out there? Um, so I, I, again, I, I love Logan as a player. Um, uh, I have the, the fullest respect for his, his two-way game and his, uh, his competitive and, and spirit and all that kind of stuff. Right. And he would help. There's no, no doubt, but unless you clone him 17 times, you're, he's again, you need players that have the right attitude and, and, and players should have that regardless of whether or not Logan Couture is in the lineup. And that's, that's, what's been missing just that. Just that yeah. mentality of, of 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 doing your job and 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 that sort of thing. So anyway, you talk about the the lack of trust. Um, yeah, I mean that's 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 clear. Again, some of these crazy reads specifically that that Mike is talking about. That's that's a lot of that's a lack of trust because you you say you pinch when you shouldn't because mm -hmm. you feel like oh I got to keep the puck in the zone. We got to get some offense no matter what. But uh, you pinch, but you have no help behind you. Uh, you don't you don't even have a good chance to win the puck. Right. And we saw a lot of a lot of things like that. And that's a clear lack of just 
just trusting that um, that 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 whoever is closer to the puck at time will will at least you know keep you know keep the puck in a 50-50 kind of battle situation. But instead, no, you got to be the hero and try to win the puck, and you you miss it, and suddenly suddenly it's a two on zero, a two on one, a breakaway, and it's a goal. What's amazing to me, Shang, is that with these results, I haven't been particularly problem. I haven't found the goalies to be the problem. And I, I, you know, I I can go back to Martin Jones and thinking sometimes like, boy, he's got to stop that. He went through a phase. I want to say in the, his last season with the sharks where he was letting in early period goals one after another. And in response to that, the sharks would kind of drop their shoulders. But with this right now, I mean, it's strange to say that it's the goalies have been a relative bright spot. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. that if you gave, Mackenzie Blackwood and Capo Kakin in situations where they didn't have to stand on their head or where they weren't getting pummeled, I, I think we'd actually be pretty pleased with what the results would be. Yeah, maybe adversity is kind of shaping them. If you actually go back to the expansion Sharks, um, it took uh, maybe being uh, – uh, annihilated embarrassed over two years to figure out that hey uh Arthur Zerbe is a pretty good goalie right uh even uh Jeff Hackett who was on those expansion teams even though he didn't do it for the Sharks ended up being a very good goalie for other teams and so <laughs> so yes if there's a if there's a positive out of that out, out of it uh, maybe those uh uh those uh, those those rough gems are being smoothed over in uh Blackwood and Kakanen and maybe what comes out is uh you know if if, if everything that comes out of this is you you're you're the worst team in the league uh, hopefully you get the the top pick but let's say you're historically bad and whatnot right but you figure out your goaltending let's say that that through all this uh mckenzie and Co- this is an opportunity for them uh, they're going to face a lot of shots <laughs> so it's an opportunity for them to kind of step up and show hey uh, we are the future in goal. And if nothing else is working, at least you know that you're going to get a pretty good performance out of us, one of us, one of these nights. And so the Sharks have figured out their goaltending. I mean, it's only been 11 games, but the Sharks actually have figured out their goaltending. That actually would be a huge win this season, considering how up and down the goaltending has been since 2018-19. Uh, and what's amazing to me, though, about the entire narrative, and this will be a final one, I know you got to go, Shang, but Eric Carlson when he spoke before the the game against the Pens um, with his first visit back, he made specific allusions to where the abs were, and I think mm. Tampa as well. And, like, that's that's the end hope, right, is that you go through these bad times that the players who remain remember how bad it is. And sometimes you have to go through that. You have to go through yeah. those bad times to be able to come out clean on the other side. Yeah, the, uh, the worst um... – uh, the Avalanche he is referring to 2016-17, 48 points. They're the worst team of the shootout loss era. Basically, there's more points available after the advent of the shootout. There's no such thing as ties anymore. There's always going to be a winner or a loser in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, though, uh, they are the, the worst team of this era since 2005-06 with 48 points. And, of course, uh, they had Nathan McKinnon on the team were ready from past losing, but they were able to uh, draft Kale McCarr uh, that, that year with the fourth pick. They didn't get the number one pick, but anyway so there is indeed there is hope uh so that that becomes again that becomes a mike Greer and the scouting question that you have you're gonna have these high picks um no matter where the sharks end up this year they're gonna have a a a top five or whatever a very very high pick and so you got to pick the right guy though sheng always a pleasure my friend and i will see you at the tank in a little bit all right all righty 
Again, that was Sheng Peng of San Jose Hockey Now and NBC Sports California joining us here on the buildup as we get you ready for tonight's game against the Flyers. And again, you know, it's to me small steps. Improve that compete level. Make sure the shoulders don't slump. Make sure you do not see the the same type of letdown when you do run into that adversity and just have more of that overall compete level. I think you do that and you'll see a much better performance from the San Jose Sharks. And I think better is where the bar is right now. You're hoping for a better performance overall from the team. Um, You would assume ostensibly that improving from 10 goal games where you're giving up 10 should not be that hard to do so. But right now, when everything's going down for the Sharks right now, um, it's it's all difficult. And I listen, I assure you, I've been in those dressing rooms. They hate this. They absolutely hate this right now. The players, the coaches, the front office, they hate it because they all know they can do better. All right, I will see you all on Morning Tide tomorrow morning. Sharks live pregame coverage at 7 tonight with Dan Rusinowski. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.